Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony, and join with me today are the other instruments in my orchestra. But before we introduce ourselves, I would just like to point out that somebody on Patreon pointed out the fact that a saxophone is not a brass instrument, but rather a woodwind instrument. And in spirit of that, we're going to say the other three woodwind instruments in my orchestra, starting with the melodic, rhythmic Jared. Um, what's going on, guys? Armos checking in. Um, my instrument would be the xylophone. Mm, yes. <laughs> classically, <laughs> oh. classically windy. Yes. My, my name much. is Dan, by the way. I play Minas Pebblewalker. You're a tiny little swarmkeeper ranger. And I am absolutely the wind chimes of this orchestra. Much wind. How about you, Alec? What's your favorite woodwind instrument? Uh, my name is Alec. I play Drill of the Ashbourne, and my favorite woodwind instrument would have to be the cello. And let's finish it off with uh, Tony. Yeah, to redeem myself, I'm going to go with the tuba. Big old tuba. I think we learned our lesson. We mm -hmm. now know the uh, types of instruments, and I think we nailed that one. Absolutely. And can uh, go on into our rundown. Hey, hey. Ooh, and today's rundown is brought to you by Dan. Woo! <laughs> That's right. I want to talk to you about our YouTube channel. That's correct. If you go into that YouTube.com search bar and you just type in DND404, we should pop up. We should be the first people to pop up. And we did just do a Hot Ones-esque challenge where we ate really, really spicy wings and talked about and we ate really, really spicy wings and we read out a bunch of comments that you all have left on our Apple podcast, on the Spotify. And of course, uh, I regret it heavily. Wish we never did it, uh, but worth the content. So if you want to see all of us suffer spectacularly, go on over to our YouTube page. Now, Tony, you know what to do. Let's roll into that recap. That's right. I'm going to roll a recap where I roll a giant foam D4 that was half eaten by my rabbit, where I am number one. Two is Alec. Three <laughs> is Dan and four is Jared. First try. I did it. I, I got it. Didn't okay. stumble once. Nope. And now I'm going to go ahead and roll it. Under the desk. It's Tony. Oh. Is it Tony again? <laughs> number one. Congrats. Hey, you did Happy it. Happy birthday. Fuck you guys. I did the last one. <laughs> oh, I had to do it two times in a row. You didn't see me complaining. I complained all the way through it. <laughs> it's different. I'm the DM. I need a break. <laughs> oh. In our last session, our heroes enter the dark, ominous cave made out of earth and bone and passing through its shrouded darkness. Upon entering, the group is met with a seamless yet dramatic theme change, a mausoleum-style room filled with giant hyena statues. Surrounding the statues are corpses and remains of dead gnolls. After some problem-solving and triggering of some obvious traps, the gang is met with the spirit of the tomb. The spirit warns the heroes and possesses the hyena statues in attempts to rid the group from its chambers. After defeating the spirit, a hidden staircase is revealed, leading them into a tunnel made of bones. Bard, play that intro and let's get on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D 404. Fellas, boyos, welcome to session 80. 
As you travel down the spiral winding staircase, you find yourself in a cave-like tunnel as the stone steps reach deep into the earth. The marble walls quickly turn to earth, then quickly turn to almost monolithic stone bone walls, ceiling, and flooring. All of the bones around you make up shattered skeletons and old remains of gnolls. There are no mixed match skulls imprinted in the walls. It is all gnoll skulls. Tiny bones, femurs, arms, funny bones, but doesn't look too funny down here. It is a pure bone tunnel. If you notice, it is pitch black. There are no sockets for torches. There are, there is nothing that deviates from the straight, narrow path that looks like it curves around a bend to you, Armos. You also notice that it's on a slight descent. What are the three of you doing alongside the Dread, Wolfrey, and Zith, the Drow, as you enter this tunnel made of bone? I would like them to go first. I don't know how to justify me telling them to go first. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a thing at this point. All right, we did all the uh, pew pew stuff. Now, we'll follow your lead. Wolfray looks at the Dread and looks at Zith and kind of nervous and looks at back at the Dread and you think you could give us a light? You see the Dread looks at Wolfray and it looks back at you three and doesn't take off his cloak that is covering his body, but rather moves it to the side and like kind of rolls it up and you see his elaborate, intricate fell armor. And similar to the Revenger you fought many moons ago, his armor design looks very similar. It has a lot of those vents in the crook of his armor where smoke could escape. And then you see that he begins to burn just a little more bright and the green flames illuminate the bones huddle around you as the skulls begin to shimmer, and then you see a little bit of rustling in the distance, as if maybe a loose bone fell, as the flames erupt from his body, giving you, uh, giving your party just a little bit extra light in the tunnel, in a greenish hue. And the dread begins to walk forward. Wolfrey looks back at the three of you and goes, well, dread will take point, but we should protect him just in case because we're gonna, I feel like we're gonna need him later for the artifact that we're going after. So we don't want him to get dinged up too bad. And he laughs and then you see that the dread looks behind him. And for the first time, you get a sense of nervousness from him as he looks ahead. And Wilfrey takes up the rear from dread. And then Zith um, offers his hand to go last. And he puts his arm out in front of him and gestures for the three of you to go ahead of him. That makes sense. Us Rangers should be in the back. <laughs> stick, stick with this guy. <laughs> and he gives you a fist bump. Yeah. When you look down the tunnel, you notice that's pretty narrow. You will have to walk single file. All right. The marching order is Dread, Wolfrey, who, who, and who? Uh, Probably Drell and then me? Yeah, that's fine. So the six of you begin to walk down the hallway. And as you move, you notice that it begins to bend. As it bends, you notice that you have to mind your footing a little bit. It's very slippery down here. And you also notice that it's getting progressively hotter. Just like the stairway walking down where it started to feel humid, it's now just becoming hot. Is there anything the six, the three of you would like to do to combat the heat that is coming out? It's starting to feel like a real hot summer day down here. Mm. 
Yeah, I'd like to give a really good speech. <laughs> <laughs> Make it turn around the first bend, and the bones begin to slip beneath your feet. Um, Dan, can you roll me a d4 and uh, re-roll on ones, please? Re-roll. Got three. That's you, Minus. Huh. Minus, go ahead and make me a dexterity saving throw as the bone flooring break beneath your feet, revealing a soft spot in the ground as a hole begins to collapse beneath you as you fall into a pit full of sharp bones. 13. That is going to be a fail. Just ever so slight. You need a DC 14 to pass. You're going to take 4d10 damage as you fall down uh, this bone sinkhole as all these rotting, sharp, old knoll bones begin to pierce your skin. You're going to take 25 points of damage. You can half that because it's not magical. Yep. And Drell, almost as you see Minus fall down, he he falls about 15 feet. He's able to make it back up. And you see him like pulling bones out of his fur as he floats back up, as I would imagine. Uh, I just climb. I have my little SIDS make a rope. <laughs> you climb out with ease. This doesn't look like a trap that was placed on purpose. It looks like the earth just gave way. And as you fell, you didn't see dirt or anything. It was just more bones. And you happen to step on a soft spot within the tunnel. You climb out. It doesn't leave that much of a hurdle to hop over, but you have to be very careful. And you, the rest of you jump over, continue to make your way. And a good amount of time passes as you start to walk down. But you begin to hear echoes within the tunnel. Some grunting, canine-style barks, like and high-pitched laughter. You don't hear it in the tunnel. You actually hear it echo in your mind. I'm going to need the three of you to make me a wisdom saving throw of a DC 15 as you, as you start to hear maddening echoes within your mind. I got an 18. 8. 14. Armos and Drell, the two of you fail as the voices begin to get louder and louder. And once again, you're feeling claustrophobic as you feel it crushing in on your mind. And it begins to almost bend your mind. It's, it, it's terrible to listen to. You're going to take 19 points of psionic damage. Mm. Like claws piercing your mind as you're hearing this hyena laughter over barking, over panting, like you're being like you're being mocked. Menace, with your 18, you feel a strong sense of evil within this place. Something beyond material means is haunting these tunnels by a great evil. You see Wolfrey and Zith writhe in pain a little bit, just like Armos and Drell, and then they come back to normal and they're wincing. The dread looks to be immune. What are the three of you doing? Uh, how you guys doing? I don't, I don't really like this place. Uh, yeah, my head is pounding. Uh, do we just want to turn around? I mean, yeah, do you guys want us to guard the, the, the outside, make sure nobody comes in, or like... Wolfrey looks at you, rubbing his head. You really want to stay down here, or do you want to get out of here as soon as possible? Let's get the job done, and we can leave. Uh, uh. He looks at you, and he holds up a scroll. He goes, I got an escape plan, a one-way ticket out. Oh, what's that? Uh, a contractor gave it to us. It's like a, it's a, it's a portal. Essentially. Oh, 
I want to snatch out his hand and like look at it because I just don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead and you take it out of his hand and you look at it and you see the magical text and it is very well a spell of teleportation. It looks like a hearth style spell, specifically rather it being a uh, spell that you can learn. It looks like a scroll of summoning similar to a dimension door, but rather bringing you to teleport where you want to go, it looks like it's set to a specific location. Mm. All right. This is definitely a ticket out of here. I want to drink a health pot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm actually also going to drink a potion. Um, I'm going to drink a potion of superior healing. Yeah, all right. I guess I'll have a potion as well. Okay. We will uh, move ahead, move along just a little bit. As you drink your health potions, the six of you continue to move, and Wolfrey reassures you of this scroll, and verified by Armos, it is a magic spell of teleportation to a fixed location, it looks like. And the six of you walk throughout the tunnel. And as you travel, you notice that the path descends even more. You seem to be heading deeper and deeper beneath the earth, and you catch yourself making mindful steps on the compact bone flooring. Each step you take, Along the old, withered remains, the bones crack and snap easily from the weight of your boots. As the snapping of bones echo, as the six of you continue to walk through the catacomb tunnel, you approach its end. You look ahead and you see a red shining light at the end of a tunnel, but something seems like it's blocking it. You see the rays of red light breaking through large cracks in a wall. As you approach it, a pile of bones are in the way. And you see that some of the bones are falling and it looks like a loose blockade in front of a cave entrance. You push through and hear the collapsing of bones pour out in front of you, making way into a much larger room. The room expands into a massive cave opening. It feels like you're outside for a moment. The ground is no longer bone, but instead dusted, blood-soaked dirt and light red grass. There's no wind, but larger red leaf bladed plants sway as if there is. Ahead of you, in the middle of an open field-like cave, is a large stone structure, a ziggurat. The structure looks to be 80 feet tall, and in the center of the room, the dark stone pyramid does not have any doors or entrances but one long staircase leading to the top. There are red tribal markings etched into the ziggurat. And as you look up towards the ziggurat, you notice a gleaming red light source, the light source you saw in the bone tunnel exit. And the more you stare upwards, you also notice that the ceiling is completely made of old null bones. Wolford looks to the three of you and, well, it looks like we made it to the resting place. Oh, is this where we set camp? <laughs> this is, well, it's not camp for us, but it was camp for somebody else. Oh. Oh. Um, the plants that are around, mm -hmm. are they ones we've seen before? Or if I've ever seen before? Go ahead and make me a nature check as you start examining the plants. Yay. Nature. <laughs> we haven't done one of those maybe ever. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> maybe it is. 13. The closer you get to the plant, it looks like a plant you would find up on the surface, but the closer you get to it, you notice that it's more fungal. Mm. And then as you examine the blades of grass, they, they're not 
actually grass at all. It looks like a type of camouflage for the mushroom itself. It looks like the mushroom extends out and makes it look like a plant, but it looks like to be all one solid piece rather than leaves and branches. And they are swaying. I have Minis come over to the plant, beckon him over. I'm like, Minis, take this for maybe possible propagation in the future and put it in his little book that he was keeping his little flowers and stuff in. It's maybe important. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll put it on page 176. Goodness. <laughs> Damn. This is journal uh, 3B, by the way. Got it. 3B. <laughs> Now that I have a card of holding, I, I just keep tons of journals. <laughs> Are you taking a piece of it? Uh, can I look at it first? <laughs> yeah, you look at it and it, uh, go ahead and make me a nature check. Uh, that is a 19. So just like what almost examined, you see the same thing. You get its makeup and you see that it's swaying as if there's wind, but there's no wind. You... Get the feeling that it's moving on, on its own accord. Okay. Mm. While you're thinking, Jarrell, what are you doing? Um, I'm just kind of surrounding, like looking at the area, making sure that there's no like traps that we're immediately gonna fall into. Um, so I guess I'm like actively examining the floor and the walls that like were initially like initially around. Okay, go over to a spot where you would like to investigate. Uh, let's go. I'll go the other direction. So I'll go uh, to the west. Okay. And I'll start walking along along the walls on the west-hand side. Go ahead and make me a perception check as you are gathering, as you're looking around the uh, cave room. Is an 18. Living and being raised inside of a mountainous volcano, you feel at home here. Although you live in the north, where it's very cold, he is... Not a stranger to you. It's very hot in here. Almost as if this is the source of the heat. This room looks carved out, but you don't see any you don't see any evidence of tools here. As you look at the cave walls around the stone structure, it looks like earth moved itself out of the way in this room. When you look at back at the stowed pyramid-like structure in the center, looks to be seamless, melded seamless into the cave floor. Hmm. It looks like the ziggurat was almost sprouted out of the ground. Uh, so I guess I kind of just relay that back to the guys. Um, I say, so he's like, guys, I think uh, this place wasn't built. It was just kind of made, if that makes sense. Like the mountain itself. You hear Wolfrey chime in uh, when you finish giving your explanation and he does say well you know this is legend to be the tomb of a god only one way to find out right <laughs> he gives a nervous laughter to Zith. Zith does not look amused and dread gives that cold fiery stare Armos, you said you had something you wanted to try with the plant so the other so we're standing in front of one little bush yeah it's about Maybe three and a half feet tall. Gotcha. A little shorter than me. <laughs> Let me cut you down uh, a, a size, and I cut one of the leaves off with uh, my rapier. Okay. It tries to move away. You feel that the stem of the mushroom moves away when you go to grab it, and you cut it off, and it seems to twitch. Ugh. You see Sid look up at you and look back at the plan, and 
Sid looks like it's having a reaction to it and going, me, 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 me. What? Me, 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 me. And he, then he knocks on his own head. It's 20 questions. All right, first question. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have leaves? Me, 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 me. Okay. <laughs> Does it have magic like you? Me. Okay. Should I keep cutting it down? Me, 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 me. And he oh. shakes. Okay. And then you look back at the plant, you notice that's like almost like retreating into the ground. All right. My bad. Well, we have one leaf, and I put that leaf in my journal. You put the mushroom leaf in your journal. Yep. And as you're messing around with the leaf, you see Zith and Wolfrey and Dread walk over, and then Wolfrey calls out to you and says, Well, what do you say we get this and get out? Get the job done. And begins to walk up the stairs. What would the three of you like to do? I'm going to stay at the bottom of the stairs <laughs> and cast <laughs> I was gonna stay at the bottom of the stairs too <laughs> and probably I was thinking about casting darkness on myself because I know things are gonna go very never mind poorly. I'm going to the top of the stairs <laughs> <laughs> I just know why do you think things are gonna go bad oh yeah yeah oh yeah never saw you know when you see things coming your way you know Fool me once. <laughs> Wait for me. And then this just goes up the stairs with him. Question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not the plant that's retreating. Um, I see them running up the stairs, and I all of a sudden get an idea. I run over to the plant that's over by Drell, and I cast friend? Friends on it? What does friends do? For the duration, you have advantage on all charisma checks, detecting uh, detected at one creature of your choice that isn't hostile towards you. When the spell ends, the creature realizes that you used magic to influence its mood and becomes hostile towards you. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead and you cast friends as you lay hands on its mushroomy, mushroomy appendage. You get the sense that it's sleeping. Man, I wish Menace was here. Hey, wake up. Hello. And I, I nudge it with magic hand because I just don't don't want to touch it. Do you need me? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Nature Boy. Yeah, what's up? Uh, this plant's sleeping. How, how are we going to wake it up? Uh, I don't know. Never woken up a plant before. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I shake the plant a little. You shake the plant. Does it look like it woke up? <laughs> it acts like a plant. And then I cast speak with plants. <laughs> Do you have speak? No, that's not a thing. That's not. I a thing. have speak with plants third you? level spell. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not lying. <laughs> Dude, I was about to ready to to do comprehend language, like which is like a fucking <laughs> cool fucking thing. You have fucking speak with plants. No way. You imbue plants within thirty feet of you with limited sentience and animation, giving them the ability to communicate with you and follow your simple commands. What did you do that? Dumbfounded. This is funnier. <laughs> so you cast speak with plants. What are you saying? Um, good morning, afternoon, good good day. You hear in a plant back. This is D and D four four. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you begin to speak, um, almost you're looking at Menace like he's got four heads. Never heard this language. I'm I'm used to this this look. And you see Minas get down towards the base and he begins to speak to it. And as you try to wake it up, you notice that there's a shift at the bottom of the base. Uh-huh. 
you see the tiny mushroom head poke up. Below it are two teal blue eyes. You don't see eyeballs. It kind of looks like Sid. Whoa. Where it has like an essence inside of it. Oh my gosh. And it just, you just see two blue ovals. And then you see like it's tilting its head at you and it's like blinking. Sid, is this your cousin? Sid walks over. Sid goes, meh. And then you hear the plant. Menace, you understand is why have you awakened me from my slumber? It is still the warm season and I need my sleep. Oh, well, we were just wondering if, you know, that this place is safe. If you know uh, what's been going on in this place. Safe for plants, safe for fire, safe for canines. Safe for dogs. Interesting. Well, is there anything you can tell me about this? Uh, yeah, the, uh, I guess, temple thing. And that translates to basically what he's saying is that the structure was here when they got here. Oh, okay then. And then he tells you that they stay away from the stone steps and they just sleep down here. You are the first beings to be here in a very, very, very long time. Oh, wow. Here, that guys were special. We're the first people to be here in a while. Wait, but. What, what happened to the other people? Oh, yeah. What happened to the other people? We're here a long time ago. No people seen since we've been here. Sleep. Oh. Well, hey, uh, do you know do you know my boy Sid here? And he looks at Sid and looks back at you. And then Sid looks at you and goes, familiar. Same goddess. Oh. I see you're one with Melora. All right. These plants are chill. And it goes back down. <laughs> Well, hey, if uh, anything goes crazy, I know you got our back. <laughs> okay, they're sleeping. All right. How many of these plants are there? Eight of them. You see eight of these mushroom-like plants. Well, that's not ominous at all. Okay, well, we tried. <laughs> Upstairs, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> if Armos wants to go up with them, I'm going to stay at the bottom. Like, just keep an eye out. I think I'm going to do, like, a half-on, half-off type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be in the middle of the stairs when they go up there. I'm going up. Okay, so, Wilfrey looks at you and goes, Okay, you guys don't play with plants? You think we get the show on the route? I'm halfway up the stairs like, Yeah, what's taking you so long? Come on. <laughs> I'm up the stairs just in earshot and, like, eye level just to be able to see what's happening. But at any minute, if hell breaks loose i'm bolting down the stairs okay so where you are you can clearly see on the top as well as the bottom up on the staircase you get a clear vantage of everything around you you don't think there's anything like any blind spots as you look from left to right there are three levels on this stone ziggurat and the staircase in the front is the only way to the top it looks like between the three layers is about a 20 foot drop off between the three with a flat wall so if you wanted to climb straight up the wall, it would take some doing. Okay. As you reach the top of the ziggurat, there is a red light gleaming around a strange artifact. A sword? A spike? The closer you get, there is a large, rotted ivory tooth, loosely wrapped in old flesh and sinew. The brilliant white tooth is covered in decaying plaque and smells terribly foul. Looking at the tooth, it makes you feel uneasy and claustrophobic. The tooth as a whole is from its apex to its enamel. It looks like a very large and thick 
dagger. It is about two and a half feet long. And you see Wilfrey as his eyes begin to open wide and he goes, this is it, the tooth of Yanagu. And you see the dagger-like tooth floating on its own pedestal. It is floating in place, surrounded by this red light. Minus, you get the sense of great evil emanating from this tooth. All right, so that tooth is pretty dang evil, guys. Uh, be careful when you're touching it. Wolfrey looks at you and, well, that's why we got Dread here. We figured we may not be able to touch it. Maybe a fire elemental can. He looks over at Dread and he looks back at you and you see the Dread comes forward. Maybe? <laughs> this thing is, is emitting very strong heat, very hot. And you see the dread go to put his hands towards it and he tries to bring his gauntlets and you see the flames within him begin to erupt more and almost like a magnetic force he can't get his hands to it you hear like worrying sounds from a metallic flames from beneath him and then it, his hands push away and you see that his iron gauntlets are cinched in its palms and then he looks confused and looks at will Frey. come on come on grab it bud and then he shakes his head as he tries again and then pulls away. Well, that's not good. Came uh, pretty far on a maybe, didn't we, huh? <laughs> uh, well, I mean... <laughs> wow, uh, okay. Um, he, you see Wilfrey looks at Zith and then Zith like shrugs his shoulders and it looks at Eumenus and looks at Armos and goes to Armos and he goes, you wanna... What about you? You wanna give it a shot? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm good back here. I guess, can I investigate the pedestal? Yeah, go ahead and make me an investigation check. Uh, not great. It's a 10. <laughs> it is a solid pedestal. Uh, it is not touching the tooth. It looks like a solid piece within the ziggurat. It does not look like it was mm. built later. It looks like it's attached as if it's one piece. I'm trying to think if we have anything in our inventory <laughs> that could help. Our... Uh, elemental friend cannot grab it. Correct. And was the him reaching for it the issue, or was it him grabbing it that seemed like the issue? He couldn't grab it. As he like goes to grab it, it's like his hands are just around it, but it's almost like a magnetic force pushing him away. I'd like to slowly push my Mace of Disruption towards it. You take your, out your Mace of Disruption and you ease it towards it and you uh, get really close to it. Uh, are you trying to touch it? You feel like you could touch it with your mace. Like, poke it. A little think. You touch it with your holy weapon. Roll me <laughs> a d20. Beat a 15. 16 or higher. That's a five. No, oh, no. The mace gets sent back. <laughs> gets flown no. out of your hands. And it rolls down the stairs. And as it bings, you see that, you see it, it lands at Drell's feet. Huh? The holy weapon <laughs> is cracked, and you see light coming out of the steel cracks. My mace! And then the light fades. Um, Drell yells up to Armos. Armos, why don't you try to touch it? <laughs> uh. My mace! No! <laughs> Minish, you go, you scurry down, <laughs> and you pick up your mace, and it looks like it's still structurally sound, but you don't feel anything holy out of it anymore. No! Damn it! And I throw it across the room. 
Why? <laughs> no, Laura! And I'm pounding my fist on the ground. That's great. I throw it across the room. It is indeed no longer a mace of disruption, yeah, but yeah. rather a one-handed mace. Mm. Well, that's what I'm saying. If it doesn't like holy stuff, maybe it'll like... And I look at Armos again and say, non-holy stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but why don't you go ahead and give it a shot? Reginald chimes um, in. I, you know what? That's a great idea. I grab Reginald by the by the scruff on the back. Wait, 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 wait. That's not, that's not the agreed upon. And I, I slowly start to walk him towards it to see and be like, hey, let me know if any if, if you start tingling. <laughs> you see his hairs are sticking up the closer you get to the tooth. Okay. Uh Whoa, I feel not worthy. I'm not feeling worthy. As you put him to it, what are you doing? I keep pushing him closer to see if he's has any kind of pain before I, like, you know what I mean? Not pain, but you see that, like, every type of animalistic sense is ringing bells. What do you mean, animal? Like, his hair is sticking up, he's kicking, his ears are pointed straight up into the air how does my hand feel being next to the to the thing did i get further that you feel like you can touch it mm. okay you hear off in the distance drill give himself props <laughs> <laughs> all right gotta do everything myself <laughs> i'll grab it with my other hand with reginald in my left hand i go to grab it with my right hand you go and you touch it with your free hand Make me a constitution saving throw of a DC 18. Oh, 19. Ooh. You grab the two. I have the power. As you grab it, you are frozen in place for a moment. Oh. These words echo in your mind as if you sure as you are a tiefling, these words and the, the very essence of what you're holding to be fact, the tooth of a living God. Godly remnants possess with great magical energy and have boundless possibilities within the tooth. You know that it cannot be held by any mortal creature. You know that it takes something of non-human capabilities to wield something of great evil. This tooth is not a resemblance of Yanagu's is one of Yanagu's tooth, shaped into a long demonic dagger. Mm. And then you are filled with images of what seems like the nine hells. However, you find yourself coated in blood as you see an endless sea of bone, dog-like bodies, hyenas, hyena corpses for miles. And then you see, and then you see a pack of hyenas ripping and tearing at the flesh of innocence around you. And then you see up on a high bone hill, a pack of hyenas, a pack of gnolls cheering and in a bloodlust, howling at the moon. And you almost see a faint silhouette taking up almost most of the sky, a glimpse of Yanagu himself with his red eyes and a large flail the size of a tower howl into the night sky and you come back you are holding 
this large two and a half foot long tooth. It is very heavy. Is it is it's emitting this immense pressure on you. Although you have a 19, you're finding it very hard to hold. You try to wield it as like a dagger and it feels very heavy in your hands. You feel like you can use it, but you are concentrating or not losing your sanity. You are now concentrating as if you are concentrating on a spell almost. Mm -hmm. You see Wolfrey look at you and you see Dread look at you and Zith. And they're all looking at each other like, <laughs> uh, well, we're glad we hired you guys to come along. It's very fortunate. Reginald looks at you and goes, hey, uh, you gonna be okay with that thing? In a almost Thundercats <laughs> way, I hold it up over my head just to see if I can <laughs> and give out a big roar. <laughs> and, and then I go, yeah, yeah, no, I'm gonna be good. <laughs> when you roar, you let out as if like you're trying to boast and make it not seem as a big deal or trying to showboat a little bit, you, your voice turns into a bit of a howl for a moment. And it even catches you off guard. Your eyes, your demon sight is activated. And so is Reginald's. It seems like whatever evil is within you, selfish, greedy urges is coming out. You want to keep this. Mm. Well, I mean, of course. Yeah, it's... Of course I do. I mean, it's definitely better in your hands than Wolfrey's hands. Yeah, and better yeah. than that elemental. Like, what? he thought he was going to get this? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, what if they right. didn't pay you? Only I can I mean, get this. I mean, what if they didn't pay you, almost? Right? And do you think 7,000 gold is nearly enough for what you just did? Yeah. Do you see how much power? Do you think that this yeah, is thing is great? We should, almost, I think we should keep it. I don't know. Hang on. How strong do you think this is? And I uh, slam the uh, pedestal that it was on just to see if I can <laughs> cut it. <laughs> you strike the pedestal and you see this black swirl of energy emanate from it as the pedestal begins to crack effortlessly yep we're we're keeping this <laughs> and then the pedestal begins to shake and then the ziggurat begins to shake the room begins to become hot as brimstone Armos, what's going on up there as the ground begins to crack the ziggurat rumbles and then instantly falls 10 feet into the earth as the stone begins to slowly crack throughout the ziggurats. The bone tunnel begins to rumble as you hear the echoing sounds of bones falling within seconds. Boom! Tiny skeletons in the shape of gnolls flood throughout the tunnel and begin to rush towards the ziggurat. I'm gonna need the three of you to roll uh, What if I got a zero? <laughs> <laughs> it's a one. <laughs> 14. 13. Ooh. So, Menace and Drug, you're at the bottom of the staircase, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I said I didn't want to go up. And I got angry at my mace. <laughs> Gonna really use that mace now. <laughs> As the swarm of these null witherlings bum rush out of the bone tunnel, you notice that the tunnel that you just came from is collapsing in on itself, and that's where all these skeletal gnolls are coming from. They are rushing from the tunnel itself. As far as you can see into the tunnel, you see a horde of these undead gnolls rushing towards the ziggurat. You see that as their eyes are rampaging and glowing bright red. 
the room itself seems to become a brighter shade of red as the earth cracks beneath the temple you see you see these large jagged red rocks erupting around it you see that the mushroom plants around it begin to sway more sporadically and the ground begins to crack and mold with fire underneath menace and drill the ground is becoming very very hot almost too hot to stand on we're gonna start at the top of the round at initiative 20 which are some of these witherlings and they are going to dash towards you well they're gonna move 30 feet as the group of them get in front of menace and drill interesting so there are some key mechanics you need to know about this fight two rules are in effect the cleave rule and the piercing rule the cleave rule is that when you attack anything in front of you any excess damage goes to the next target and so on and so on the piercing rule is similar but rather in a cleave motion it's straight ahead so if you kill the one in front of you the excess damage will kill the one behind it and so on and so forth mm -hmm. you see as the swarm of witherlings rush to the steps you see that a group of them are going to attack you but it looks like they're trying to get past you starting on initiative 20 they all can't attack you because there's just too many of them the ones right in front of you will four of them are going to attack drill and four of them going to attack menace let's go ahead and do drill first does a 22 and a dirty 20 hit i can can i use a reaction before my turn yeah you can use a reaction as they go to hit you yeah you it gets reset uh when you go so Oh, okay. Um, then I will go ahead and use my tail strike to increase my AC. So I'm going to roll 1d8 and it applies to my AC. So that's a four. So that increases my AC to 23. Since all of them are attacking at the same time, like a swarm, I'll say it works for these four consecutive attacks. So all of those are going to miss as you sprout this dragon-like tail and you swipe them away as they're trying to bite at you and swing their bone uh, bone makeshift axes. The other four are going to attack at Menace. Does an 18 hit? Only one of them got an 18. Uh, just on the money, yeah. Ooh, so they're gonna go ahead and bite you. You're gonna take four points of necrotic damage. As you see the four of them trying to climb on top of you and one of them manages to get a bite and you hear Scrid scream from the necrotic damage. The other ones are gonna try to swarm around with the rest of their movement, but it looks like they're trying to get to the staircase behind you. We're gonna move to initiative 15. Ooh, that's not good. The second wave of gnolls, and they are going to approach their staircase as well. So there's 26 gnolls surrounding Menace and I right now. <laughs> Just about, <laughs> yes, and it's gonna be more. <laughs> Just warning you right now. <laughs> and then we're gonna move to initiative 14, which is Drell. Okay, so I'm going to try to um just swing at the knoll that's right in front of me uh with my hammer yep go for it that is a 22 to hit 22 hits yes and because menace and i are surrounded i am also bonus action going into a rage oh yeah yeah uh that's 13 damage on my first attack you take out three of these undead skeletal gnolls right in front of nice. you as you cleave through them as they as the hammer shatters their bones in place okay uh and then i'll turn to the left and the ones that are like trying to flank me as well i'll go after those ones yeah with your second attack go ahead and keep swinging that's an 18 to hit those hit uh that is gonna be 15 damage 
you kill another three of these undead gnolls. Cleaving through these. You're finding it like your hot knife through butter. Breaking these gnolls down. Uh, yeah, I turn to Minus and I say, hey, this is kind of fun. Uh, yep. <laughs> I want to spend the, my last thing, uh, my movement. I want to get... I want to move in front of Minus um, for the next wave that's coming forward. So he only has like a few to his, like next to him. Uh-huh. Yeah, you step uh, you step in front of Minus and charge at the undead gnolls. Absolutely. All right, that is my turn. We're going to move to initiative 13, Minus. Uh, you got this, Drell. Poof, and I go invisible <laughs> with my bonus action. Can I get up the stairs and then over to the second level ledge? Yeah, you can absolutely do that. Yeah, I'll go do that. So you will take two opportunity attacks. Yeah, do they make those at disadvantage because I'm invisible? Yes, they do. They miss horribly. Yeah. You see that when you go invisible, rather than like just attacking the air, they're like moving forward. And when they're moving, they're like clawing their way forward. So you make it up to the second floor. What else are you trying to do? I will. I don't know if this is good. They might even be immune to this, but no harm in trying. Uh, as I'm invisible, I'm going to toss my last use of the fireball necklace into this crowd. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, look, it looks like my 36 gnolls are in a uh, 30-foot cube. <laughs> <laughs> so it's literally every single gnoll in front of Drell except for the 6-2 is left. Yeah. Are going to take 26 points of fire damage. A eruption, an explosion, a mushroom cloud of bones. Almost like a strike on a bowling alley. All these bones and pins fall. <laughs> and as the dust settles, you notice that there is another massive wave deep in the tunnel, sprawling and clawing their way out. But you manage to make a significant dent in the horde but you still see more in the tunnel clawing its way out as my necklace of fireball finally disintegrates away gone forever i'll miss you fireball <laughs> awesome we're gonna move to initiative 10 which is wolfrey and company wolfrey dread and zith clap at you as you just obliterated a large group and wolfrey goes not bad not bad kid and you see that um he's looking at Ormos and he's holding the tooth and he goes okay what do you say we get out of here huh and he takes out the scroll and he, he unravels it and he begins to cast and then as he's about to read the words on the scroll he looks back at the three of you and he goes keep them off me and then begins to chant and you see that the spell is going to take a minute to fully cast as he is reading the incantation and then you see like this magical swirl ahead of him almost like a portal is summoning but it's going to take numerous rounds for it to actually go off. Yeah, when you say a minute, do you mean 10 rounds of combat or like? Uh, I'm saying a minute in a New York sense, like this is gonna take a second. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna take a few minutes. And by a few minutes, I mean, it's going to take multiple rounds of combat for it to spell to actually go off because this is a ritual style spell. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as we're still on initiative 10, you see Zith and Dread. Um, the Dread gets on the stairs. It gets ready to defend as Zith gets to the Top of the stairs along along the side, it begins to knock back arrows. The dread takes a hold action, waiting for anything to come up the stairs. Ooh, I rolled three attacks for Zith and he got two net 20s. As you see, he begins to launch arrows. As the arrows pierces through the skeletons, through the tunnel, you see about seven of them drop as new ones 
quickly replace. We're going to go to initiative five. However, because Minus blew up the other batch of gnolls, eh, we're going to go ahead and skip to initiative one, which are more gnolls and Armos. Armos, why don't you go ahead and take priority? All right. Uh, okay. So am I able to make a spell that I have to concentrate or I have to concentrate on holding this thing? You're concentrating on maintaining that thing. So it's taking up a concentration spell slot. Right now. Dude, I have like the perfect thing for this spell. Are you so you feel really powerful, but you it's taking a lot of mental athleticism to maintain yourself not going literally insane. Mm -hmm. Still get hit. Minnesota, you say that, you see a in the deep tunnel, you see a bunch of like little darts in the hands of the witherlings, like ching, 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 ching. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, well, just so that I keep concentrating, I will just Eldritch Blast. Anything that's, like, right in the way of the doorway so that they get knocked back and maybe get slowed down a little bit. Yeah, go ahead and roll a hit. So that's, uh, 18, uh, nat 1, and a 23. The 18 and 23 hit. How much damage are you doing? It would do nine and 12. You see the first bolt go off that does 12 damage, makes a clear line through. The second bolt you go off, you manage to take out two of them in a diagonal line, and the third one whiffs. Sweet, I think that's all it. I think that's all I'll do. Staying on initiative one, the swarm of gnolls that are coming out of the cave make it to the base of the steps. Four of them attack Drell as the other the ones around it try to climb up almost on its sides of the staircase. Drell, you're gonna take four attacks here. A 17, a 19, a nat 20, and a 19. Uh, I'm gonna use my reaction again and use my tail swipe. Ooh. And that makes my AC 24. 24. The crit also has a 24. Okay. But the other three are going to miss as your tail sprouts out. Uh, you're gonna take, you're gonna take eight points of necrotic damage. Nice. As it bites down on you. Staying on initiative one, as the others are trying to go from the side, you see three in the back are going to toss sharp bones up the stairs. Um, they're going to make three separate attacks, one against the Dread, one against Frey, and one against Armos. All wildly miss. As you see a barrage of these sharp bones go through. And we're going to go back to initiative one. And you see more of these gnolls come through and start to make their way. Rushing through the tunnel, trying to swarm around. They seem endless. They cannot attack, they cannot climb over each other, but they're beginning to hoard themselves around the stairs. We're gonna go to initiative 15, which is more of these gnolls. And they begin to swarm. As they are swarming, we're gonna move to initiative 14, Drell. Uh, Drell is honestly just having the time of his life at the bottom of these <laughs> stairs. Um, so he's just gonna keep swinging away with his hammer. He's gonna try to use it like Thor and throw it in a straight line ahead of him. Um, <laughs> yeah. and see how many he can take out. Ooh, that's a 14. A 14 will hit. Nice. How much damage are you doing? Uh, my first attack is only gonna do nine damage. So you don't get straight ahead of you, right? You're gonna be able to kill four of them with nine points of damage. Then I would like to throw um, my hammer diag like just in another direction where there's like a big line of them. Um, 
like where I think I could probably get the most. Okay. And that's going to be 24 to hit. <laughs> it's going to be seven, uh, 19 damage. Ooh, you can't, you take out everything in a diagonal fashion. You take about, you take out about six of them. Okay. As you see, more are starting to flood in from the back. Um, so now I'm going to action surge. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, I almost had it. That's only a 12 to hit. That will miss, unfortunately, as you just, you see that as you throw the hammer, one of them actually do die, but it deflects it and it go, the hammer goes upward and just throws it off its trajectory. Okay. Get another attack. So that's going to be a 17 to hit. That's going to hit. And that is a 13 more damage. You managed to kill four of them with thir 13 points of damage. Okay, then I'm going to do something I haven't done in a while and use second wind. Uh, um, uh. So it's 1d10 plus 9 of health I can gain back because I'm not moving. <laughs> <laughs> I am not moving. Oh, that's pretty good. That's, that's um, 18 damage or 18 health I got back. Yeah. Okay, awesome. And I just plant my feet more at the base of the stairs, trying to take a wider yeah. stance. Okay, we're gonna move to initiative 13, which is menace. Well, the first thing I'm gonna do after I pop out of my invisibility is I'm gonna look up and uh, kinda give Will Frey a helping hand. All right, you, you got this, buddy. Uh, I believe in you. And I'm gonna rub Sid a little bit and throw one of my Sid Juniors up at Will Frey. And you're gonna see that when Sid Junior drops down, beep, bing, 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 he's gonna turn around and like put his hands up to guard Will Frey. Are causing like a magical kind of like a shield type thing happen and what i'm doing is i'm casting a bonus action sanctuary mm. so you ward a creature within range against attack until the spell ends any creature who targets the worded creature with an attack or harmful spell must first make a wisdom saving throw on a failed save the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell spell doesn't protect the worded creature from area effects such as explosions or fireballs if the worded creature makes an attack casts a spell that affects an enemy or deals damage to another creature the spell ends mm. so our portal boy is now warded <laughs> awesome and then i would like to use my action to try and convince the plants to help us because <laughs> i still have my speak with plants active how long does speak with plants work for 10 minutes Ooh. Yeah, that's well within the time frame. What are you saying? Brothers, help your Maloran pebbles to arms. I mean, to leaves. And I just try and convince them to help in whatever way they can. Give me a persuasion check, but I'm going to homebrew it just a little bit. You're going to give me, you're giving me a persuasion, but you can choose to use the charisma bonus or your nature bonus as a modifier. Don't hate me. I got a nap pumpkin. <laughs> Don't hate me. <laughs> Don't more, hate me. More, 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 more. And you see that the fiery mushrooms begin to sprout. And you see that the brimstone earth begins to crack as they seem to blossom from the ashen ground. And it looks like they're holding a mush another mushroom stem with a rosebud at the end of them. The their actual bodies themselves, which are also their faces, and you see a large mushroom-like mouth. They're about two and a half feet tall standing, but the actual body is about maybe half a foot and the stem itself is the rest of its height. And you see that they look fierce. 
and you're holding these rosebud staffs. All right. And there are eight of them, and they all sprout in their spots, and they look like they're ready. And you see the mushroom-like guardians erupt from the ground, and they stare at the witherlings flooding the room. And almost like a hive mind, they all seem to act the same way and walk the same type of pace. They all look in sync with each other, and they begin to march in. They will go on your initiative, Minus. Right. Reginald looks over to Armos as he's concentrating. Oh, look at Mr. Popular over here. <laughs> we will go to the Mushroom Guardians as they march forward and begin to... They move actually pretty slow. They only move like 20 feet because they have little legs. But two of them reach from the side and they take out one adjacent to them. It looks like the Witherlings aren't even focusing on them. Mm. And we're going to move to initiative 10, which are our little party. You see Zith uh, takes three more shots into the crowd, takes out some way in the back. Looks like you took out about five of them. And then the Dread is still acting as a sentry, protecting Will Frey, uh, as Will Frey uses his turn to uh, continue casting the spell. We're then going to go to initiative... Um, it's 10. So now we're going to move to initiative five, which are these guys in back. Oh, I'm sorry. The other Witherlings didn't go on initiative 10. And five of them are going to attack Drell. Two on natural 20s. How many miss? Three. Three of them miss. Let me know how much damage I take. And then I want to use a reaction once you are done. Nine points of damage total. Two separate of these Witherlings. Cool. Uh, and then I'm going to use repost and I'm going to, one of the ones that missed me, I am going to attack him with my hammer. Awesome. It's a 23 to hit 18 damage. You take out four of them in front of you with your, as you cleave through them with your hammer. Okay. So with the cleave, you manage to get the last one on your side, opening up the five spaces in front of you mechanically. Um, yep. And the last three on the side of the stairs are going to climb up behind you. And then we're going to move to initiative one. Armos. Uh, <laughs> well, Frey has that portal coming along. You see that he's mummering magical words and he's like shushing you away. As you see, the magical swirl is getting a little bit bigger. Uh, yeah, I'm going to keep just concentrating on it. I'm just going to Eldritch Blast any of the closest ones that I can hit in a row. I'll just keep doing that until thing, worse things happen. Okay, roll a hit. A 23. It's. A 18. It's. And an 18. Uh, so 15 points of damage, 11 points of damage, and finally, 10 points of damage. Yeah, so you managed to kill three lions effectively because the range of your Eldritch Blast is so long. You kill a lion straight down. Boosh, the bolt goes right over Drill's head, nearly clipping him. You kill, and you're shooting at an angle, so you're going to kill about three lines of people, almost hitting the mushroom. What else are you doing? Uh, that should be it. On initiative one, as you are shooting, you feel like you made contact with something larger as larger rumbles come from the tunnel. You see this ball of bones roll out, Indiana Jones style, and it begins to unfurl two of these large skeletal bones stand up into two larger versions of these things. Okay. Come out and begin to charge up 
towards the ziggurat. The first larger one is going to step over them and go just past Drell. Drell, you don't have a reaction anymore, right? Nope. Roll me a dexterity saving throw as you see the stomping of its feet make it to the stairs as it's crushing some of the gnolls around him. Uh, that's a 13. No, that's going to fail. Except I'm going to try to roll again with my new ability, Indomitable. Oh. Re-roll a failed saving throw every long rest. Try it again. And that's it. Of course, it's even worse. That's 10. (laughs) You're going to take 14 points of bludgeoning damage as it steps on you and steps over you. right? It is half. Yeah, it's normal bludgeoning damage. As it makes it halfway up the steps with its range activating uh, the Dreads hold action, which is to attack with the miss and then hit with the second one if you have 18 points of damage to it but you see that it's eating those blows but it's looking dead at you armos as the second one comes up and begins to go around the side it looks like it's trying to climb up on an angle onto the ziggurat and we're going to move to initiative 20 which are more of these gnolls you see the group that go on initiative 20 begin to swarm and try to get up around the big guy, and they are trying to push with him. We're gonna move to initiative 15, which are more of these as they all try to advance forward. You see that they begin to climb on top of each other. We're gonna move to initiative 14, Drell. Underneath, just stepped on. You regain your composure. One of these giant things, you're like in between its legs. This thing is enormous. It is considered a huge creature. What are you doing? Okay, so would I be able to use my Giant Slayer instead? Yeah, if you want to switch to your Giant Slayer, absolutely. At the cost of half your movement to switch. Yeah, sure. I'll waste half my movement. Yeah. Because I'm not fucking leaving. I'm fucking leaving. And I'll go ahead and use my Greatsword. It is a 13 to hit. That will miss. It seems that this one's more structurally sound as it chinks off the bone. Second attack. 18. I will do it. 22 damage. You swipe at this thing. Dealing 22 points of damage. Nice. And then as a bonus action, I am going to drink another potion. Cool. Uh, Just of greater healing this time, though. Okay. We're going to move to initiative 13 minutes. All right. I am going to... I think I'm going to use my last bonus action... And go poof, invisible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Where does he go during all these fights? It's kind of a bad time to leave. You know, he says we should do something, but he never talks about minutes. I'm still here, guys. Oh, it's like I can still hear him. <laughs> He's with us in spirit. <laughs> and I am going to use my attack action with my plus three silver rapier and my oh silver just my plus three silver rapier because i used my bonus action already i was thinking gonna use my bonus action attack but i already did that yeah go ahead and roll with advantage as you sneak up on it i got a 29 for first attack 20 unnatural on the second hit uh those both hit sick how the fuck you got a 29 to hit jeez plus 11 <laughs> The fuck, bro? The fuck, bro? That'll be 24 points of damage for my silver rapiers and six points of damage from Sid. And as Sid hops off my rapier to do a little 
plunge spear attack. I'm gonna look around to the plants even though they can't hear me. I'm gonna be like, mushrooms of flame, let me your shoots. Steady your aim and ground your roots. And uh, hopefully they attack. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, they're working. They're working. Uh, uh, so is that the end of your action? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the mushrooms are gonna go and they are effectively taking out one at a time. They do move very slowly, but they are moving in. Let them go. They're just little guys. Little guys. Just little guys doing their thing. Okay, we're gonna go to initiative 10. The Dread begins to attack. You see that he's using a hex blade. Almost, you take notice of this. He's using his hex, greenish flame hex blade. And he's going to deal 30 points of damage to it as he swipes across it. Ooh, he's damaged. You see Zith knocks some arrows back and he's trying to shoot the further one. Uh, the one that looks like it's coming up on its side. Going to do 20 points of damage with his arrows. Nice. Uh, Wolfrey uses his turn to continue the incantation. I'm gonna go to the group of orange gnolls, the orange group of gnolls, as they are beginning to move up and overswarm. They're gonna move to initiative five. Three of them run up. They're actually ignoring the dread and they're heading straight for you, Armos. You notice as they run up, they get they form a single file line underneath the giant undead knoll and they are running straight towards you um you're gonna they're gonna make two attacks against you because two of them can reach you as the third one just follows this they both miss they got a two and a three wow now we're gonna go to initiative one which is you and these two very very large undead knolls um all right i'm gonna take the tooth and just like i Slice downwards on the uh, pedestal. I'm trying to slice the null in front of me from uh, head to toe uh, straight down. Roll me a D4. D4? Three. As you slash down, it instantly makes contact. You didn't even have to roll to hit. As you slam the tooth down, it makes a giant vertical red blaze of energy almost like fire you don't feel heat from it and it shoots forward all the way to the bone tunnel a power unlocked from the tooth itself a giant red seismic wave comes from it i'm gonna need you to make me a concentration check as you looks like you just unlocked something from the tooth i rolled an at one. Oh no great <laughs> use your inspiration wait i do have inspiration <laughs> you do have inspiration <laughs> yes it is a dirty 20. yes <laughs> you launched this magnificent red seismic wave and you kill everything in a straight line down but there's a problem roll me 5d10 5d10 yes 35 you deal 35 points of necrotic damage with everything this thing touches you deal 35 points of damage to this large creature and it looks like it's in shambles but it's still somewhat connected but drell's in front of you mm. and drell takes 35 points of necrotic damage as he is in the way Ouch. of this seismic vertical blast ow what what is going on up there <laughs> you see as you let out this blast it like travels along the floor it looks like a crescent moon of red energy and it leaves the ground cracked and scarred where it went it looks like it went to the edge of the room go ahead and uh write down the wave of yanagu 
it does it has a recharge so the next time you want to use it on your turn you have to roll me a d6 and when you roll a six it recharges i can use it again when so this is a recharge ability now a recharge mechanic is really specific for monsters i don't think many items have this if any but what a recharge mechanic is is that when you use a really strong move uh the creature has to roll a d6 and the the ability is up again when you roll a d6 on your turn yeah, it's like dragons how they get their like dragon breath back or something like that yes exactly oh so every turn gotcha yeah next time uh point it somewhere else <laughs> <laughs> i have the power <laughs> you know kind of down here by myself as I'm completely surrounded by Nulls. I just parted the sea and Drell's just in the middle of it. <laughs> Reginald is looking at the tooth as you just let out that powerful blast and he goes, <laughs> Oh, we're going to have a lot of fun, aren't we, Armos? I don't know about this wee thing. This thing's mine. Mine only. <laughs> it's ours. We are, we are one. And you see his eyes are glowing red. It looks like he's not speaking as himself. While on initiative one, are there two large undead Nulls? as well as a smaller pack. So the first one that is standing over you is going to come down with a huge lumbering fist that he's going to do a cleave. It's going to hit Zith, Armos, and Wilfrey. Can he hit Wilfrey? Oh yeah, so what does that spell do when he goes to hit him? Um, he has to make a wisdom saving throw or must attack someone else. So this is an area of effect move. So how does that work? Oh, if it's area of effect, then it's fine. Yeah, so he's like doing a swipe and it it's going to try to hit everything in front of him. There's a 16 to hit. Armos, does that hit you? A 16? Yep. You're going to take 15 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, Wolfrey will also take 15 points of bludgeoning damage and Zith dodged out of the way. I can't believe that this is happening. Do you know how long I've been waiting to get hit with bludgeoning damage to finally say this? <laughs> It is halved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought bludgeoning damage was like the most popular, but it kept getting fired pierced. and sliced Flash. and pierced <laughs> and whatever else. Make me a constitution saving throw okay. as you uh, throw a concentration. 18. Nice. You managed to hold on to the blade. I'm never letting this thing go. <laughs> the last one is going to go, and he's going to make a wisdom saving throw. He's trying to attack Almost, but he's attacking will fray so he has to make a wisdom saving throw right you got a nine so he has to attack somebody else right or lose his turn yeah okay uh almost is in range so he will attack almost and this is the other big guy yeah this is the other big guy okay with a 15 bring it on <laughs> there's your day man you can take more bludgeoning damage Woo! uh you're gonna take 12 points of bludgeoning damage which is half to six Woo! You're gonna make me a concentration check as you take six points of bludgeoning damage 16 you pass as you maintain and hold on the tooth. We're going to go to initiative 20, which are more of these gnolls that are going to attack Drell. Four of them attack. So they begin to swarm the stairs. All of them miss. <laughs> they all roll like fucking buns. Okay. I'm going to spend a, another superiority die to repost another attack. So that is going to be a 23 to hit. Okay. Yeah, that hits. How much damage are you doing? It is... Oh, that's not bad at least. Uh, that's 15 damage total. Ooh, you managed to kill three of them in front of you. Nice. Going down to initiative 15 are the second batch, which are the blue ones, and they're going to start swarming the staircase again. Uh, four of them are going to make attacks against you. 
I got a nat 20 and a 19. Uh, 19 is on the money, and a nat 20 is a nat 20. Nine points of necrotic damage as two of them swipe down on you as all the blue marked ones begin to advance forward. We're going to go to initiative 14, Drell. I am going to continue to just keep swiping away at the gnolls trying to come up the stairs. Okay. That's uh, a 23. That is going to be 15 damage. And my second attack is a 15 to hit. That hits. Dealing another 18 damage. That will kill another four in front of you. Nice. And I will just drink another potion of healing as my uh, bonus action. Hey, you heal up. We're gonna go to initiative 13 minutes. That's right. It's been so long. <laughs> um, I'm gonna attack the big guy. The biggest of the big. Yeah, go for it. With uh, two rapier attacks for my plus three. And that's going to be a 14 and a 29. Uh, the 29 hits. So that's going to be 13 points of damage from the first rapier attack. Then I'm gonna do a bonus action with my regular silver rapier. And that is an 18 to hit. That hits. So we'll take 10 more points of damage, plus three points of damage from a Sid. Never mind. And then I suppose I will use a, since I'm not concentrating on anything, I'll use a favored foe to mark this big guy and do another four points of damage. Oh, the favored foe crumbles him. Oh! <laughs> As bones, oh. it just begins to collapse in on itself. Am I glad I remembered that? <laughs> We're gonna go to initiative 10, which are the three, and you see Wolfray mummer his last words as a portal begins to open nice. in front of him. He goes, he looks at the dread and he looks at Zith. He's like, come on, let's get through, let's get through. Come on, come on, come on. And he, uh, as he's like opening the portal to try to get you through, um, he's like, whole, he's maintaining it. You see Zith takes the lead and he jumps through the portal. You see Dread goes through, jumps through the portal, leaves. So you see the gnolls begin to rush up again. Uh, one tries to get past Drell. Drell, you don't have, do you have a reaction? I think so. Cause I don't think I've been attacked since it's been my turn. I think I got attacked before my turn. Yes. Three of them are trying to get past you right now. It is a 16. That hits. Roll, roll for damage. If you roll higher than 10, you can kill all three of these. Uh, that is 12 damage. Knock out all three. As we get to run up. There is one in front of Wolfrey. Uh, he is going to attack you almost. There's like a little one that would got by. A natural 20. How many times is Tony crit in this one episode? Mm -hmm. uh, I am rolling a lot of dice. <laughs> yeah. For like literally 70 undendals. So it's going to happen. Mm. <laughs> 10 points of necrotic damage. Wow. And I'm going to need you to make me a constitution saver throw as you try wow. to maintain. Concentration check. Concentration check, yes. A 14? Uh, yeah, you just need to maintain a 10. Oh, okay. Easy. Easy peasy. As you take 10 points of necrotic damage, and we're going to go down to initiative 5, which are more <gasps> of these witherlings. <laughs> Did you skip my little mushrooms, by the way? Oh, no, no. They also go at 10. You're absolutely right. You see that they begin to poke. The mushrooms go, yeah. boop, boop, boop. man. They take out one effectively. Man. <laughs> man. Love it. And we're going to go to initiative five, which are more of these. Uh, we're the links. Um, four of them are going to attack Drill. Uh, 19 and a. Wow, another 19. The other two miss. Both hit. You're going to take six points of necrotic damage. Ow. Then we're going to move to initiative one. Almost. It is your initiative. So, portal's open. Mm -hmm. I got the I got the dagger. 
It's looking like an easy just scooch in the portal, right? Yes. I don't trust him, so I'm going to wait for Drell and Minus to get up the stairs. Uh, or I'm going to Eldritch Blast the big dude. Does a 16 hit him? It does hit. Um, and then I'm going to hit the little guy that's in front of me with the other attack. You know what? Let's just not talk about that nat one. Let's go ahead and just try again. Hey, and a, a, a 20. Nice. So there we go. Oh my. So the big guy, I want to be just absolutely flung across <laughs> the uh, little area that we got. That's nine damage. <laughs> okay, so he moves back 10 feet. And then the other one is eight damage on the little guy in front of me. Little guy dies and you hit one down the steps. So whizzes past Drell, kill two of them. Perfect. I'll do Hellish Rebuke on the big guy. Oh, yeah. And you see that when Reginald explodes on the big guy, it burns brighter than you've ever seen it before. You feel that he's also powered by the Tooth of Yanagu. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So dexterity save of 16 or 17, and then he does 15 damage. 15 points of damage. Awesome. And then, uh, actually, no, I'm going to take a step closer down the down the stairs and yell out for Menace and Drell to hurry up and get up here and uh, get kind of closer to, to Menace in case uh, this dude tries to do anything to us, <laughs> to try to leave us, because I know that they're not going to leave without the dagger. Okay. And then that's my turn. All right. While on initiative one, you see the giant uh, witherling steps onto the second layer, approaches you, and is going to make attacks against you. Opportunity attack, mushroom. <laughs> uh, he's on a higher level, so no, while he's on the ground floor. But it's a good thought, it was a good thought, I like that. <laughs> I had to make the joke. It's gonna be a 17 and a 15. Yep, yep. You're gonna make two concentration checks. Yeah, yeah. The first one did eight, the second one did six. 11 on the concentration. Nice. All right, now second one. Uh, it's a five. Wait, 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 wait. Ah, your wait, thing. <laughs> wait, wait. I know what you're doing. I get to add a D10 once, yeah. once a thing. Once per day. Does that go for concentration checks? On any, any roll. Once per race on ability checks and saving throws, you can add a oh. D10 to your modifier. Boom. And you got a four. Yeah. A four. A four. That's a nine. Still not enough. <laughs> As the tooth with immense pressure is just too much to handle, you are suddenly swarmed with all these images of ravaging canines and hyenas eating and feasting on a body. And then suddenly, there's a swift point of view change. You see yourself at the bottom of these naggy, toothy jaws as you feel yourself being eaten. So visceral that you feel like you're actually being eaten alive. As you snap back to reality, you are going to take 25 points of psionic damage as you drop the tooth as it rolled down the steps a couple of feet beneath the feet of the giant knoll. And as you look at your skin, as you snap to, you actually see your skin full of these toothy bite marks. Mm. And they are, they're not bleeding, but they are deep indentations like you were actually feasted on for a moment. Menace, the dagger is actually within reach of you because of where Armos dropped it. It is in range of you to pick up. As you see all the Knoll's attentions, look towards the tooth. We're gonna go to initiative 20. Which uh -huh. are these Knolls? And they are going to bum rush, try to bum rush past Drell. As you see they're trying to grab it, it looks like they can't. Two of them break and shatter in place. 
So like Drell, they're starting to ign ignore you as they're passing through. We're going to go to initiative 15 and the same thing is going to happen. As these uh, blue ones are trying to get up, we're going to move to initiative 14, which is you, Drell. Um, so I would like to, can I dash up the stairs and as I'm dashing up the stairs, try to grab the two? You can. You will take attack of opportunities here. I figured I'm probably going to take a lot of them. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I'm just going to try to say, well, time to go. And I'm going to turn around and run up the stairs and try to grab the tooth and run it back up to like where Armos is. And if I can reach with the, I, I can reach the portal with the dash. So, um, yeah, I want to try to do that. You're going to take four attacks here. Oh my God, the almost. <laughs> you go ahead and you pick up the tooth. Make me a constitution check. Of a DC 30. Hey, excuse me? Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I can't even make that because I only have plus nine to constitution. Yeah. I'm going to shit bricks. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> I got a 23. So when you pick it up, you instantly drop it in place as you feel the immense pressure. And once again, just like Armos, you feel yourself being eaten alive by these hyenas in one of the nine hells itself. As you feel this immense heat and pressure on your body, you are going to take... 21 points of psionic damage. Ow. Armos, why'd you drop this thing? I'm sorry. Come back and get it? God. That's going to be your turn, actually. Because when you pick it up, it stops you. It's going to forcefully end your turn. Okay. As you feel the prime evil take over for you for a second. And then we're going to go to Minus. Minus, the Tooth of Yanagu is right at, pretty much at your feet. Because Drill's right next to you and he dropped it. What are you doing? Yeah, I will. I'm no longer concentrating on Hunter's Mark since it killed that big guy. So I'll cast a second level bless. Uh, so I bless up to three creatures of my choice within range. And whenever those creatures make attack rolls or saving throws before the spell ends, they can add a D4 to that roll. Uh, and I cast that on all four of us that are still here. And that'll be my action. And then I will pick up this thing. Minus, as you reach for the tooth, you, with your bless, you feel comfort as you reach towards the prime evil. The tooth. Make me a constitution saving throw of a DC five. What? <laughs> it, what? <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> I got a uh, 21. <laughs> as you pick up the tooth, you feel like you picked it up with ease. As you were, as if you were plucking a flower from the ground. Okay. It's evil begins to shine, but rather than seeing the nine hells, you see a glimpse of Malora in oh. a comforting form of a stag, a flashback to the cave where you first met her. Through the fiery ground and broken brimstone cave earth, you are now holding it as you even seem to glow. Your feather is protecting you, or you feel like your feather is protecting you. You feel like you're having an out-of-body experience as you're holding it. You look up towards Wolfrey, and you see a scared face for but a moment. Like he's afraid of you. He runs through the portal, and it closes. What? I didn't even get the move? This happened the moment what? you picked it up. You see, you're looking at the tooth, and it be these etchings begin to reveal themselves. It's, you see, you feel like the tooth is trying to reject you, Menace. Mm. But you have like this overwhelming grasp on it, this holy grasp. 
and then the gnolls turn their attention towards you and are trying to attack and you see a large wave of gnolls coming through the tunnel <laughs> and as Wolfrey runs through the portal and menace you are holding the tooth of yanagu that is where we'll end this week's session what the fuck man uh, I knew they would leave us. Uh, I, I don't want to say I called it, but I'm pretty sure I called it. <laughs> I don't get why they're so scared. You saw the fear in his eyes for a moment. I will say, I do have to add, uh, Drell, you feel somewhat comforted. Almost you're indecisive about how you feel at the moment, but you see Reginald is like looking at Sid and he's like trying to shy away from your shoulder. Ugh. <laughs> Great job, Menace. Way to, way to pick that up. You know, I was about to pick it up, but then I was like, I'll just wait for you to pick it up. So, <laughs> it was a choice. <laughs> no, it was crazy. They were on our side at first. I don't know what happened when I picked it up. We'll find out next I, session. I knew. I, I liked that Jared waited because I had a feeling mm. I was going to say something, but I was like, if Jared just jumped through, or if Arnos just jumped through the portal. Mm -hmm. Menace and I probably would have got left. Oh, <laughs> like, <yeah. that's... laughs> For sure. No. There's, yeah. a, there's a part of me that I I was like, oh, I really want to just stab this guy for the sake of it, but <laughs> I mean, can't trust you him. Mm -hmm. Now we can't wait to tell him when we say that we killed his mom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's gonna be so pissed <laughs> as I'm killing him. Right. Oh man. Your mom sends her regards. Blah. <laughs> Blah. <laughs> so this one was a bit of a lengthy one. So we got time for one wreck before we set it off to the Patreon supporters. Does anybody have a recommendation? Um, yeah, I got one. I got one. All right. Uh, all right. What's your what's your wreck this week, uh, almost? Uh, Twilight Imperium. I was going to say game. the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys haven't played it and you got a free 12 hours, well Minimum. worth it. Minimum. Minimum. Minimum 12 minimum, hours. Minimum. minimum, minimum. minimum. I, I love how the box says average playtime 240 minutes. That's a fucking lie. So, okay, here's here's the thing. If it's four people and they all know what they're doing, you can breeze through it. If they don't know what they're doing, expect triple that time. I feel like a group of people who are playing super aggressive and super competitively, sure. Because like it's they're the just trading and stuff that takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Let's make a deal. It's the right. backstabbing yeah. of your friends that really take a toll on the time. Yeah. And yeah. it's really hard to play the game if like other players just block you from being able to do anything. It's oh, just I feel so triggered right now. I feel so fucking If you try to like make an alliance with one of your like other people playing and they just block you from moving all your stuff. Right. Well, maybe can, if you want to make an alliance, you actually, you know, set up real trades. Like <laughs> Dan still trying to defend himself. <laughs> I'm like, let's do a trade. You're like, nah, <laughs> I attack you. Hilarious. Yeah, a good context so everyone came into <laughs> came into nebraska and we ended mm -hmm. up playing it and uh we had all these other things scheduled and planned but then we were like you know what what if we just play it one more time so we played one full one the mm -hmm. first day and then when it came to day two we played it again <laughs> it's pretty fun but yeah yeah if you guys have any opinions on twilight Imperium, have played it Drop a message in the Discord. Yes, please. Yes. Ah. All right. And with that being said, why don't you go ahead and say goodbye, everybody? Later. Bye bye. 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 We knew. We knew. <laughs>
Hello and welcome to the Patreon Parables. First up is Benjamin Hayes, or should I say, the Dread. Dawned in heavy plate, his emerald flame heats the metal. Water droplets evaporate the instant they fall upon his iron shell. As his party approaches a cave, the Dread stares menacingly at one tiefling who walks close behind him. Dylan Snyder is next, or should I say, Reese the Bard. After leaving Holbeck, this Aladrin wrote wonderful tales of his time spent betting on games of Rocket Boot League. His favorite tune tells tale of a jazzy player named Jacqueline Myers, who led his team, the Orkland Badgers, to victory. Julius Kendrick still lurks in the shadows. An elderly groundskeeper walks in the Moonbeam Cemetery to take over the late night watch. As the man walks, he realizes tombstones have been knocked over and graves have been dug up. Now running, he makes his way up a watchtower to find the previous worker rotting, dead, with necrotic energy. Before he can scream, the man feels a hand cover his mouth and a dagger poke at his throat. Show me to King's Tomb, demands Julius Kendrick. Speaking of the dead, Reigns is next. <laughs> Too soon? Anyways, his family's grieving over the loss of their beloved scientist. As his mother weeps by her bedroom window, she holds tight to Reigns' name tag when BANG! Something hits the door leading out to the balcony. She screams and jolts her head up to see a webbed claw leaning against the glass with red eyes peering through the dark. But on to happier patrons, Alara Donstar has fixed the roof, replaced the giant iron doors, and restored every stained glass window in the Temple of Scoraeus. She feels pretty proud of her si- BAM! A noise can be heard from the central hall where the purified Acrylis Shard resides. What is happening with our patrons this week? Captain Scarrow walks with heavy boots down the starboard side of his ship. Nothing can be heard but the waves beneath his feet and a slight breeze across the sail. His hand is held high above his head, stiff as a plank. Fog surrounds him and his mates, but this is exactly as he planned. They break through the fog to find a smaller ship sailing half a mile west. Thrusting his hand down, Scarrow shouts, FIRE! Rumors grow within the murky forest of Riverwood. Our new protector branches out to new biomes with green intentions along with growing expectations. The Woodland Woad seeks to connect the forests of Umbrea. And last but not least is Scout. The Hydra Guild is a world-renowned monster hunter guild, well known for tackling big beasts and bringing home bigger trophies. Scout starts his journey by tracking their first fearsome foe. Will he make a name for himself, or will he come back with his tail between his legs? Only one way will tell, and both paths start with a draw of his bowstring. Now it's time for the Sigi College alumni. Andrew Hall starts us off. Quick question. Say someone got trapped in a tarot card. In fact, let's just say, theoretically speaking, 10 wizard students got trapped inside 10 tarot cards and are now fighting with the magical creatures that have come alive within the paper. How would you go and get them out? Asking for a friend, of course. Artemis is next, and his lessons at the Kambuki Isles have been going very well. He misses the Sigic College, of course, but this work is important to him. Now that the anti-bullying classes have been so successful, it is time to move on to his next lecture, Fighting Pit Combat 101. 
Sly slinks stealthily into the next spot. Guards rush past an alleyway with clanking armored footsteps. After a moment, a half-elf pokes their head out of a barrel. They toss their cloak aside and shift forms, now taking the appearance of an orc. Sly grabs a wheelbarrow and blends back into the crowd. Zachary is next to the Centaur Trackstar. He just got back from Holbeck where he got to see his favorite RBL team, the Holbeck Hydras, play against their rivals, the Orkland Badgers. Unfortunately, they lost two to three. Fortunately, Jacqueline Myers from the opposing team did really well in one Sacagawea his Rocket Boot Fantasy League matchup. Patrick Wennerstrom, aka Punk, has been making his new neighbors furious. Apparently, this Shadow Elf rogue bard loves practicing the drums till 3 in the morning. One neighbor came to complain, but he was left so mentally scarred by Punk's vicious mockery, he had to move his family to Dillmore. Robert Crisp is back. He wakes to a horde of people standing over him. The doctor tells him he has been in a brief coma, but everything is okay now that he's woken up. Robert tells the doctor he had a terrible dream that a tiny bread village he was studying got eaten up by some jerk named Warden. The doctor looks blankly at Mr. Crisp. Yeah, about that. St. Chaos sits alone in prison. His antics have gotten so out of hand that even the other prison mates won't talk to him. He was able to steal a quill and some paper, but struggles to get many words on the page. The only words so far at the top of the parchment are, Dear Artemis. And now on to Humbrea's heroes. Abdurrahman is working on a new potion called Anti-Theft Elixir. Hopefully the effects aren't too aggressive. Elijah Vega, aka Nefarious Ducarius, has just started working on a new bodybuilding routine that focuses on beauty muscles. He heard stories of a goliath with glutes so thick they split a kraken in half. Man with Glass is not accepting carrier pigeons at this time. He's taking a mental health month to mourn the loss of his masterpiece. Sergio Rodriguez has reached his quota for blood shards this month and is being promoted to head guard of the most southern watchtower. Terminal No Name has stepped down from Holbeck Hydras as a player to focus on growing the league as its founder. A famous bard named Baylor Thrift is dating one of the players, so he is trying to take advantage of the new fans. Captain Dandelion is training to become a great thief so that he may someday compete with the likes of shape-shifting Sly. Odumel has just finished healing the last survivors in Dilmore and is now on her way back home. Johnny Tar is currently training in Gilo to be a great fighter, but what kind of fighter will he become? Caleb Schneider has just slayed another Lycan. It was the jazziest battle of his life. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of our Patreon shoutouts. If you would like to see your name read here and support the podcast, please head on over to patreon.com slash dnd. 404. That's patreon.com slash dnd404. See you next time.